Welcome to Through the Wire episode the 8. Wire. I got the usual cast, Pierre, Mike, Yo. and Derek. And uh, we, we're finally here in the regular season. So we started this podcast at the end of the, the off season, And now we got actual stuff to talk about. Finally, finally, finally. So even though we had an amazing off season, this regular season has been fine so far. But we've had some injuries, some kind of big injuries to some kind of big players. First one being Gordon Hayward going out on opening night. Horrific. His first man. game in the, in the green and white. And he's <sighs> down for the season. Were y'all all watching live when it happened? I was actually hooping at Lifetime, and Terrence ran into the gym and was like, Gordon Hayward just got broke his leg. I'm like, what? I was mid-game when he told watching me Watching it live, I <clears> thought <throat> he broke his back the way he landed. Mm. But then the um, <laughs> camera, which I don't think TNT realized what had happened Man, yeah, because it was right on it. They put it right on it, and I was like, well, damn. And it threw me off because I, an- I had an ankle injury. So when I see shit like that, it just make my body just cringe. Yeah. With, so when I first saw it, I mean, I, did y'all hear it? Because you heard him. You heard the impact. First oh, yeah. That's why, I, that's why I thought he broke his back because of how hard he feel. And you remember we were talking, me and Mike were talking at the time watching this game. And I'm not going to say the words that I said, but I was I was basically screaming like, like, damn, you know, but right, in yeah, other yeah. words, that, that just happened. That's what the reaction is. That's exactly the type of reaction. I think a lot of us had because you didn't ex- you just didn't expect to see that right, and then you could tell that even if you didn't see it happen, you can tell by the reaction of the fans of the people on the court, Cavs bench, that something really bad happened. And you know, somebody gets like when somebody gets hurt bad for the first minute or maybe even the rest of that quarter, everybody's playing at like a slow pace. Like I'm not trying to have that yeah, happen yeah. to me. Exactly. That, that first quarter was kind of hard to watch afterwards. Like that shit really. Even though it was the, the opposing team that it happened to, you can tell that the fans were like they they were out of it. They you know, that and, really made like my heart drop, bro. And then the, when you watch it and you see the picture again, first of all, I thought his shoe came off. His ankle was still in that shoe. Yeah, like it, it, it's crazy. And he's out for the entire season. Obviously, um, the next night they had their home opener. He was on the jumbotron in the hospital bed. And he said, you know, he'll be fine, but. It's, it's sad stuff. So now they, they've had three games played, believe it or not. This first week, the Celtics had three games already. First game, they lose to the Cavs because mm-hmm. that big injury, even though it was a close game. Second game, they lose to, I'm pretty sure it was the Bucks. In the home opener. Yeah. And that's when Giannis went nuts for 30 plus hey, 37. Hey, I got something to say about the injury. Uh-huh. I hate Skip Bayless. I really do. Oh, my God. I haven't muted, bro. I haven't muted even, on Twitter. Even in the midst of that, he still brings up LeBron and he says... Not his, not his pathway is even easy. It may be true, but that's not he, what you should be thinking about. Yeah, in that listen, moment. I hate Skip Bayless, man. The funny thing about that is, it wasn't after the game. It was seconds. Literally, that was his reaction to that injury. His reaction was LeBron James. That is so crazy to me. Like he literally tweeted that like two minutes after it happened. And it's crazy. I had him muted, and somebody quoted the tweet saying, "This is not what you should be thinking about." So I click on it because you know you can still see it, and I, I'm muted him like I continued to have him muted it's just I hate seeing him on my timeline along with other people in the sports world but just stuff like that should not be what you're thinking about and even with Gordon Hayward the Cavs are still gonna go to the championship yeah. I mean I mean the injury's bad for the for the Celtics but it's not like it really affects the Cavs in the way so he goes down uh and Kyrie Irving and the Boston Celtics are now one and two after losing their first two games but last night they won against the 76ers where he actually looked a little better um because the first couple games other than that first one where he actually stepped up and had a lot of help he didn't really look great he hasn't really looked great position like under 40 percent he's shooting bad yeah yeah but stuff like this can happen you're you're playing with a new team the entire roster is different he's not playing with you know a single player he's ever played with and a lot of young guys on that team so People that are coming out and saying that Kyrie Irving is not a one option, they got to chill a little bit. Oh, Give them more time. Already. Yeah, they get they send. And there's a lot of things we're going to talk about in this podcast of people jumping the gun on stuff. And we may jump the gun on some stuff too, but it won't be in the negative way. You know, we try to think positively. Exactly. So um, the Celtics, how how good are they going to be without Gordon Haber? What seed? Because in my eyes, they were the two seed, but now their second one or two best player goes down. What are they not? I had them. I never had them as I. Well, I I didn't have them as number two anyway. Yeah, I didn't either. I know they could have, but I don't think they can anymore. Um, I got them. I got them as a definite. Whoa. 
That's 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 low. pretty low. I got yeah. maybe three or four. Yeah, I still got Wait, them three or four. With this injury, I don't really look at it as Kyrie now has to shoulder that load. I feel like Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum have to shoulder that load more. Me too, but I think like subconsciously Kyrie is gonna. I feel like that's the problem. Like after Gordon Hayward went down, Kyrie tried to like force a lot mm-hmm. in the second game. The first game, he he was being a little bit more passive until the fourth quarter. Which he stepped up, and I was happy to see him kind of take over and hit like back to back threes when they needed it. But I feel like that second game against the Milwaukee Bucks, he tried to just do uh, too much because he on my fantasy team, so I was tracking every shot, mm-hmm. and he just um, he was shooting and shooting and shooting. <laughs> like he was trying to go for like forty or fifty. He was trying to have one of those nights right. for Gordon Hayward in a home opener, right. and like that's what I. When he scores by himself, it makes it like it makes him look good. The team's rolling. But if he could take those first two quarters, not only get himself going, but if he can get those role players going, it's going to make it easier for him. Which is exactly what he did that first game, which mm-hmm. allowed Jalen Brown to have such a good game. And um, me, I, I watch more than just the game. Like, I watch body language. I watch the players interacting with each other. Um, so, like, like when I sometimes I text the group chat, like, hey, did y'all just see – CC Sabathia walk off the mound and tell him he a bit like you know what I'm saying, yeah. but Kyrie is the, definitely was being a leader that first game, and I want to see more of that. You know, telling Jason Tatum it's gonna be okay, telling Marcus Smart, hey, we it's the second quarter, relax, and we down six, but just the second quarter. I was just watching stuff like that. Now that, that's the type of stuff I want to see from. Him. Speaking of like body language, though, have y'all been watching Markel Fultz? Yes, mm. he seems very like to the point where he's just trying to get his, so it makes him put him in that starting lineup, like. Every time he touches that ball, he's going 100% to that rim, no matter who's there. Because he will take it to around three to four like opposing jerseys. I feel like he may have the green light since he's playing with that second unit. So maybe coach is like, go do your thing, baby boy. You know, because that second unit's not great. Yeah. Shout out to this man to the left of me, KB, for asking us before the season started who could be potentially a bust. Are you, you already on that? No, no, no. I'm not saying he's a bust, but... You asked us that question, who who has a higher chance of being a bust? Yeah. And I believe me and Mike said Markel Fultz. Uh-huh. And I'm sticking to that. Yeah. At you, we, and we talking about between the one and the two picks, so between Lonzo and Markel. Yeah. Or you just mean, like, overall the top couple picks in the draft? <clears throat> no, because Josh Jackson could be a bust to me, too. Okay. Um, But I would say out of the three, him, Tatum, and Lonzo, to me, out of those three, he has the highest chance of being a bust. Okay. I respect that. I, I mean, I yeah, I, I agree with that too. And why are they fixing his free throw thing? Like he, his shot <laughs> I mean, wasn't I bad. Agree with you on that. He, I, I mean, he shot sixty percent in in college at the free throw line, but like now his motion doesn't seem fluid. It's he, not. It's, he, just, it's just so hard. He shoots it so hard and it goes straight to the back. I don't know. Yeah, he shoots like a big man at the free throw line. That's yeah. not what you want your point guard to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would, just, no I would just give him a lot of repetition, a lot of reps at the free throw line because his shot. I watched him a lot in college, and I didn't see anything wrong with the shot. It was like, oh, I, I mean, I don't care if you shoot it from behind your head. Like like Dele Vadova does that. He brings the ball all the way back. Whatever works for Five. you works for you. It just has to go in at the end of the day, mm-hmm. which is about repetition and spin on the ball, stuff like that. But as far as changing your entire shot, especially with that, that, that don't even look convincing to me, that free throw shot. What would you say, though? Oh, I mean, I got two things now. So, first of all, I'm going to disagree with you about Josh Jackson. Mm-hmm. The, he played the Suns, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I just want to make sure. I just want to make sure because I could have sworn it was another Jackson that was in that draft. Yeah, but, Justin Jackson played yeah. for the Sacramento Kings. Yeah, but I feel like it's always he, – he's, he's more than a one-dimensional player, though. Mm-hmm. So, I feel like that always So, they say. Him. Well, how tall is he, like 6'7", six, 6'7", seven, six, six, seven, six, I mean, he's got a little bit sad to him, but like Markel Fultz, he's just a scorer. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So if he does not work for him, I mean, he has tools to be a better defender. But as long as you're a multi-dimensional player, then you're going to find your but My thing is, is he an actual like defender? They say that because he has a nice size to potentially be that, mm-hmm. but that doesn't always mean you're going to be a defender. Any like so if he doesn't so if he if he doesn't end up being a good defender. He's multidimensional, though. He can also shoot a little bit. He's, he cannot shoot. That's actually the weakest part of his game. He can shoot a little bit. Let me rephrase that. Or I, 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 I just said. You know who also can shoot a little bit? Rajon Rondo. <laughs> hey, sometimes, sometimes he'll hit it. And that's sometimes all you need. 
But like I said, he he gonna find he's a second game in. He gonna find a nick. No, no, I'm not even basing off. I like I don't I can't tell you what his stats were, what he did them first two games. Yeah, I'm telling you, I've just pre preconceived notion of what has occurred thus far this season. I'm just going off what I know. Like I don't know. I just don't see it. Dennis Smith Jr. looked real good in his first game. Mm-hmm. You know who else? Who? Jalen Brown. I know we kind of just talked about the Celtics, but Jalen Brown was he's balling. Yeah. Yeah, but that wasn't his first game. But he's just saying, like, he's looking good. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Obviously, it's nice. Oh, since we're back in the Celtics, you say you see them as the sixth. I wonder, what, what five teams do you have above them? He I'm, don't know. He just be talking. No, I'm just saying, like, they don't seem like they're going to. I feel like Kyrie can't carry them. Ask to him, the top answer four the question for him, please. <laughs> the five teams. All right, so you obviously got the Cavs, uh-huh. got the Bucks. Whoa. I mean, I got okay. the Wizards. Uh-huh. Okay. That puts them already at the fourth seed. You got the Raptors. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's four teams. So. Don't forget about the Nets. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Because you're not about the name of 15. No, I'm, I was about, I don't, Okay, so they could be the fifth seed. They could be the fifth seed out east. Okay, I mean, the um, the even though the Bucks, I, lost, I like the Raptors. Hey, speaking of Markel, like, how y'all like the Sixers? <clears throat> I'm impressed, but I, I think I think we predicted them to make the playoffs. I like I like how yeah. I feel like I, like like they, I feel like they can make the playoffs. Definitely, they they had a prediction saying that for them to make it, or at least from Joel and B helping them to make it, he would need to play at least like fifty something games. Yeah, <laughs> and Which, it's crazy that that's even a thing that we got to say that. The hardest part for them is going to be winning out west. I, I, oh, against those west teams. Yeah, I feel like that's going to be the hard part for them. So obviously, their X factor is Joel and B. They had a minutes restriction on him coming into the season, where they were like, he's got to play twenty around twenty minutes. But the first game he played twenty five, and last game he played twenty eight. So I guess they just like throwing that out the window because he's so effective. And guess what happened? They still lost. Exactly. So. But they did play against two good teams. They played against the Wizards, which is going to be towards the top of the East, and the Boston Celtics. Even though they don't have Gordon Hayward, they're still a good team. Mm-hmm. So I, I think we we all said at the table that they we think they're going to be a playoff team. I still. Do, but the, I still the point so. I was trying to make it that that them still losing is you have to just let him play, especially against like the Wizards. They almost won that game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they lost by five. So you let him play his. If you don't restrict him, you might win the game because he gets to play. Seems like last night he struggled. Oh, yeah, last night he struggled. He shot four for yeah, sixteen. What he had, Thirteen points. He had eleven points, fourteen rebounds, but he shot four for sixteen, zero for six from three. And his plus minus was minus four. So his team was better when he was off the court. Um, but it's kind of the consensus around the team completely. The, yeah, but I, we, I still think they're going to be fine. Man. We Simmons, know who their best player is, right? Joel Embiid. Ben Simmons is not their best player. Ben Simmons is not their best player. You, I, I, okay, you, let me hear why you think he is. I'm going to tell you right off the bat. Ben, uh, Joel Embiid is probably like a top 15 player in the league. Potentially. No. Right now, he may be top 20 player in the league right now. The way he plays that first game, that first game, he looked amazing. He looked amazing. Last night, he struggled. And who else looked amazing? Ben Simmons also looked amazing. Yeah. But he didn't look amazing. That doesn't mean you're a top 20 20 player in the league because he played amazing. I understand that. That was his first NBA game. Like, I understand. You know what I'm saying? But what I'm telling y'all is... He makes that team go. He's going to be the reason that, that team go. Just just remember I still that. don't think that makes him the best player, though. Oh, okay, maybe maybe we we could just disagree, agree to disagree that he's not the best player, but can we agree that he, he's going to be the reason that that team is successful? Yeah, they. I mean, last night he played 37 minutes. Who? <laughs> ben Simmons. They, 13 they points, have, 14 rebounds? Uh, 11 points, rebounds. 11 rebounds. He's okay. talking about the one or the three. One. He's basically playing he, the one. They got Jared yeah. Bayless, but he's not a ball handler. So he's he's the primary facilitator. Impressive. I like it. I love it. Ben Simmons is going to be an all-star and rookie of the year this year. All-star? Yeah. I, I, oh, man. See, I – so there are a lot of all-star spots open. Mm-hmm. We got Paul George, Jimmy Butler, Paul Millsap. Carmelo Anthony. Carmelo Anthony. The one uh, – no, not the one. All went to the West. Mm-hmm. And then Gordon Hayward, who's probably going to be an all-star, he's injured now. So that's like five spots open. Mm-hmm. People are thinking Jalen Brown, which is crazy to me because I have a bet if Jalen Brown is an all-star. I well, got Chris Stapps. I got to give somebody $100. Chris Stapps maybe be definitely, actually. I think he's a lock-in. Even <laughs> We're one game into the season for him. But just like the numbers he's going to be putting up are going to be amazing because his team is bad. Go so Knicks. he'll get in there. Um, who, else? who else? Hassan Whiteside? D'Angelo Russell, Hassan Whiteside. Um, D. Loden as an all-star? 
I don't know if it's this year, man. He yeah, played, I know, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. This might be a year two. Joel Embiid is going to be an all star. As long as he's healthy around the time, he will be an all star. Mm-hmm. So that, that's like three spots open uh, left. And so I put I'll put Ben Simmons in there. Who 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 is a player that Bradley Beal definitely Bradley Beal will but is be he, an all star? Well, I mean, yeah, he's he in was an all star last not, year. Is that for a forward though? No, I mean that'll be. I'm just filling spots. I yeah. won't really think it positional. It's just, I mean, there's spots open. Guys like Jalen Brown and maybe even Ben Simmons. Otto maybe Porter. Otto Porter could because he he's been playing great so far this year. Yep. So John almost improved. It, it's po- it's definitely possible. I don't yeah. see it. He has, but if you look at his numbers so far, he has looked really well. Even like if you just watch the games, he has a feel. Same thing with Kelly Oubre, but we're not talking to the same extent. But it's like their forwards and and uh, Washington look good. And not that he can't win most improved. I, I don't see him being an all star. Just just know that the uh, the East All Stars are going to be trash, and that's why they got rid of the, the, the systems. No longer East versus West, so that don't even matter. Yeah, I was going to say like, does that say something about the East? If like, I mean, these are good players, but these are your All Stars. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because we used to see like in the East, Carmelo Anthony's, LeBron James, Paul George. You know all these big names, Star but now you are having like just regular stars. My prediction on the team. was that. It was going to be all these new All-Stars, and everybody's going to be like, oh, the East week, and they were going to end up beating the West. That's what I thought was going to happen. But, I mean, we won't even be able to see that because they changed it. So Right. But the, you got to remember, the All-Star games, be, I mean, they obviously mean nothing, but they do not compete at all in all those things. They, it's just shots, dunks. There's no defense at all. That's yeah. what I want, though. I don't want nobody out there trying to sprain their ankles to stop LeBron. I would like them to pick it up, def- like, Make it more competitive. They do yeah. in the fourth quarter. And, like, I, I remember Stephen A. Smith was talking about it. He said that they, they be showing more, like, effort in the summer than what they do in that All-Star game. Yeah. yeah. Stephen A. Smith don't know nothing. <laughs> he, he, he got some times where he, he'll say the right thing. but We're talking nope. about a guy who just said Lonzo Ball isn't worth the hype. So I cannot wait to see first take on Monday because you, you say that. And you try to go on the show after he has a one six. Can I say something about Lonzo? Can I say something about Lonzo? Hey, do your thing. I was not impressed with that triple double he almost had. Okay, let let me as well. Can you elaborate? Because he did it against a bad team. The team that just lost by 70 points to the Trailblazers, he goes out and he shows out. This is why I don't like people like you. No, I'm not saying that the numbers weren't impressive. I'm saying it would be more impressive if he did it against a level. But do you know how many you know how many times? That he can First of all, he has no choice on who he plays. I know, I'm not saying That's that. That's number one. So I'm not saying that. You I'm are saying, because you're no, saying you're not impressed. I'm just saying that the numbers were good, yeah. But if he does that against a real true point guard, I'm saying A real true yeah. point guard. Yeah. Who is the Suns really who, who's the Suns point guard? Bledsoe. But that's still not impressive. Eric Bledsoe's not a good point guard? No, he is, but is he? Did he just contradict himself? Yeah, he did. No, I didn't. You said he didn't do it against a real true point guard, but then you just say he's a real a true team. point guard. Let me say a good team. What does okay. it matter? The team, the team, the point guard is who's guarding him. I don't, I don't, I don't like the. But if you watch that game, against, you don't like it just because you don't want to like no, it. I know. Wait, if he does that against a really good team. Listen, do y'all remember when Devin Booker had a seventy point game? Yeah, you were impressed. Yes, you were impressed. Oh my, oh my gosh! So we go. All right, you weren't impressed with that seventy oh point. Well, I, I saw it. Yeah, I was like, yeah, okay, he scored seventy. Like, were you impressed? Yeah. It, okay. Who guarded him? Because Avery Bradley sat that game out. I don't know. I don't even know who he did. He did against the Celtics. Yes. Jay, oh. Was it Jay Crowder? Did they put Jay Crowder on him? No, they, they, eventually, eventually they yeah, did. when he had about 30 or 40. That was impressive, though, right? <laughs> when they had about 30 or 40. That's that cool. was impressive, though, right? When Damian Lillard snaps and he has those great games that you love about him, You don't, I never hear you say about who he does it against. You uh, never. Cause Warriors. He's you, done it against the Warriors. He does it against Westbrook. So the only time Damian Lillard spazzes is just on good teams. No, what I'm saying, he has the ability to do it against the point guards that's at his Jimmy level. Butler, you know what you're impressed by? That Philadelphia 76ers game when he exploded. But, but he, you, were, you were very impressed on that game, but, but now. Were you impressed when he gave the crazy. When he gave the 50 points in one It's half? crazy, bro. It's crazy how were y'all. You, were you not impressed it's when crazy. he gave the Rose in 48 we, bro, points in one why half? does that matter, though? What do you mean? We're not talking about what I'm impressed by. We're talking about you. Was I? Hey, you, we taking away from the great game Lonzo Ball had. First of all, if you say anything else about Lonzo. If you watched him during that fourth quarter, he came through. He had what he had like eight, ten points. Can he answer my question though? Before we, what's your question? Yeah. When Jimmy Butler exploded against that Philadelphia 76ers team, 
Were you impressed? Because that was a terrible team. Yes. Okay. Thank you. All right. All right. Next, so we can go. But I also give you a comparison that he did it against DeRozan and J. What uh, does that J- mean? J- though? I, 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 I see what he's saying. I, what is I, he I'm saying? not saying that I agree. What is he but saying? I'm, Please help he's me. He's saying is that okay. He he almost got a triple double, but he won't be super impressed until he shows that he can play against good teams. That's, nah, that's yes. not, no, 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 exactly no, 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 no. Let me tell you what I heard, because this is exactly what you said. You said you wasn't impressed. You didn't say, um, I would just like to see him do that against, I can't wait to see him do that against higher competition. Okay, you, that's, you, that's, your that's first kinda, words was, okay. let me say something about Lonzo. I wasn't really impressed by it. Those right. were your exact words. Okay. That, that's what I was trying to say. That when he does it against a really good team, that's when I'll be like, damn. Well, duh. This duh. Duh. When he gets a triple-double against Steph Curry, duh. It's going to look much better than He's the Phoenix Suns. But... It's just crazy how y'all do that to to, to Lonzo Ball, but that's that's just another story. Hey, it was a good bounce back game. That's, that's just that? that's just crazy. It's just I just never seen this much criticism on a nineteen year old before. Yeah, like but I'm, hey, I gave him his props, and I just no, said, you I didn't. would like to see him do it. What were you trying to say, Mike? What were you trying to say, Mike? Can I say he he took twenty seven shots to get twenty nine points? Okay, I, I feel like that's that's too many. He put up too many shots. You know, if he's gonna put up that many, shots. can I ask you a question? Sure. I don't want to be the Lonzo Ball defender, but. Sure. I'm playing devil's advocate here. Uh, that's, and that's I'm fine. impressed with what he, what he played. And that's fine. Like, who else is going to take those 27 shots, Contreras? I'm not. I'm just. I'm telling you that if if my point guard's taking 27 shots, I want him more than have more than 29 points. Is what I'm saying. Any player, you take 27 shots, I want you to have more than what he had. But that happens, though. Correct? No, I'm not. Okay, <laughs> I, we're not having an argument here. Right. I'm telling the facts, and I'm I telling you what I, I understand. Think. Where we you're we, from. we would also like our point guards to not have any turnovers, but yes. they turn the ball over. Can, can, can we not just talk? Can, do we have to be? Can we just hey, have a I conversation? We are having a conversation. I I understand where you're coming from too, but I'm just saying like that happens. You, you're defending him too much. That's not a shit on Lonzo Ball. He had a great game. All right, okay. I'm just saying that I want him to. Sh- if he's going to shoot that much, he's got to shoot better. And he shot 44, percent which is good. Mm-hmm. But 20, good. 27 shots is a lot of shots for the for the guard. Mm-hmm. And and when I rewatched that, well, not rewatched, but when I watched the clips that I did watch, the shots that he missed were open shots. He's got to knock them down. Is what mm-hmm. I'm saying. Am I? And are we not arguing. I'm just asking you a question. Uh huh. And that's what I said. Like at the end of the game, you watch the end of the game when they need the. He points, took over. He took over. Uh-huh. They put him who in else that. on that Lakers team? Basketball season is finally back, and you know what that means? It's time to put your basketball knowledge to the test with one day fantasy basketball at DraftKings. DraftKings is giving away over four hundred million dollars in prizes this season. That's more than ten times what Los Angeles is paying the King himself. No matter what your skill level is, there's a contest waiting for you at DraftKings. Draft your team is simple. Just select eight players and stay under the $50,000 salary cap. Earn points when your players score, assist, block, rebound, and more. The best part is you get to draft a new team every day without any commitment. There's no better way to turn your love of basketball into cash. Download the app or head over to DraftKings.com now and use my code BACKBOARD to support the show and play free with your first deposit. And remember... There'll be $400 million in total prizes up for grabs throughout the season. That's code BACKBOARD to play for free with your first deposit only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit. Eligible restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Would you rather see take those shots? I'm not saying he's taking too many shots. I'm just saying he needs you to make see him. them. Okay. He, needs he needs to, to be to more, more. If he's going to take that many shots, he has to be more efficient. Yeah, because the shots were open. At least most of them. That's, what, that's all I'm saying. And I mean, these it's his second game. He still got some jitters, obviously. He the shots are gonna fall eventually. He's not in shape. That's just what it comes down to. Yeah, because he set out the entire preseason, the entire right? Entire preseason. Mm-hmm. We seen LeBron James get a triple double. First thing he said, I'm not in shape. Mm-hmm. And he played in the preseason. So I can only imagine what a LeBron point guard one game in the preseason. I'm I'm gonna only imagine what a, a rookie who hasn't even endured the NBA season. But Lonzo did play 37 minutes, and he, he looked good in the fourth. So I'm, I'm, his conditioning is going to come around for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, who are, Any other rookies that have been surprised? We talked Ben Simmons. We talked Markel. Laurie Markin had a good game against the Raptors. <laughs> yeah, okay. I, I'm, tonight, me, I'm personally going to play, well, watch, not play. <laughs> I wish I was playing. Watch the Bulls versus Spurs so I get to see him live. He put up 17 points. Look at my boy. He shot He shot five for like 12. He didn't do great on the rebounding tip. He got out-rebounded by the Jonas Valanciunas, which is scary because Jonas is not a rebounder. Um, defensively, he had his defensive woes because he's a rookie. I'll give him the credit. Valanciunas had just one of those like nights. 
He did have a good night. Yeah, he had a great night. Especially, I mean, he's playing against nobodies. Exactly. So I guess he took advantage. Yeah. Um, the Bulls suck, but I get to watch them play. I'm, I'm kind of upset. They have not said anything about Kawhi Leonard, but obviously he won't be playing tonight, right? We saw that clip of him struggling to walk up some stairs. Damn, he's not, he needed assistance. Right. He's not playing 30 minutes tonight in a basketball game. DeJounte Murray's about hey, to pick apart, y'all. I seen that video of him walking up that plane and the way his leg looked. That's how I was my sophomore year, bro. Like they said, it was a quad, a quad injury. Right? Right. It's that bruised quad, and that's it. What you it just through. takes like all that. It doesn't have you. You cannot bend your leg, bro. And that's that's why you the were starter. You, that's why you got to got the starting rotation. That's, that's what happened. So so you okay, that's how, your story. And you sticking to it. That's my story. And I'm how long to did it take you to like recover from that? Because he's been dealing with this injury for like a year. You know, yeah, and all for that's a year. legitimately how long. Like I, I got some feeling back. Like I was able to run, but. You remember, like, when I was you running. Were running weird when, and Yeah, the way slower. I was running, I could not bend my leg, like, fully. And you were a slow guy. Like, as far as speed, you're not the fastest dude. And then you add on that, you were, like, shack out there. Snail. A snail. <laughs> How did this injury occur? I got, uh, like, I was driving to the paint, and, like, somebody need me in my mm. car. Mm-hmm. All what is I, what is he doing? <laughs> what is he doing right now? Somebody I'm investigating. Okay, this imaginary injury. Imaginary had. injury. Did no, I, it was real. No, that I'm was, just that was real. I'm just messing with. You. Um, another guy that got injured was Jeremy Lin, and it, it, that clip was sad. Did y'all? I'm sure y'all seen the clip. I seen something yeah. on Reddit. You might have seen it too. Like, was it that Jalen thing? Like, well, I mean, everybody knew. Well, if you followed him, that like he had a great GPA, mm-hmm. he did play real well, mm-hmm. won like awards, no and stuff, scholarships. no scholarships, and like when somebody he went to commented, Harvard, mm-hmm. yeah, and somebody commented like, it's like basically his whole biography, and they're like, somebody's like, this guy must be Jeremy Lin because he described this <laughs> in great detail. <laughs> Jeremy Lin does use Reddit, um, yeah. and he he's a big gamer. Jeremy Jeremy Lin is like, I just feel like he's a cool ass dude, you know. Mm-hmm. So like, once he did go down, do y'all know what Dota is? It's a PC, yeah, it's a do, PC game. Yeah, I do. It's like a MOBA or something like that. I don't know much about it. Yeah. No, but like that entire community, they don't, you know, those are PC games. They don't do sports, <laughs> but they offer like their sympathy and stuff, like a oh, big okay. a big th- uh, thread about how much they love Jeremy Lin. He's like a Superman, not for the gaming community, but more for like the people over in Asia. Mm-hmm. So I True. cannot imagine True. like how struck they are about this. Yeah. And I don't want to be this guy, but this is great for the Cavs. They have that pick. And Jeremy Lin is a big part of that team. With him being down, they're going to lose more games. So what do y'all think? Do the Cavs keep that pick? Because it's going to be higher. Mm-hmm. Or do they trade it and try to get that star that, that maybe need to add? Trade that pick for right Boogie. now. Bro, they do, I feel like they should try to trade for Boogie. Don't give the don't hey. give the Pelicans, I mean the Nets, any chance to win games for the Pelicans to not want that pick. Do it right now. Right now, that's what I was gonna bring up because Pelicans they haven't won any games yet, but Anthony Davis and Boogie looking real nice. And Boogie's actually been taking over games, so if they if you can, what are they missing? Everything else, to be honest, Drew Holiday, he's all right. They got Jordan Crawford who who can show up. I'm waiting for y'all to name the name that they missed. You're gonna say Tony? He's talking about Tony Allen. No, I'm not. He's talking about Rondo. Yeah, they need some. They need some leadership on the floor to control what they're doing. Instead of like, I'm seeing Boogie bring the ball up a lot. Drew Holiday looks scared. Drew, not Drew Holiday. Boogie Cousins and Anthony Davis are just continuously bringing the bringing the ball up, which is okay. I know they can do it, but I don't want them doing it seventy, sixty, or seventy percent. Yeah, I did see like a couple turnovers, like careless turnovers. Yeah, like they need that that guy to say, "Hold up, Boogie." So relax. We we need a bucket right here. Give Step back. Give me let me get the ball. Let me get you an easy bucket. Just relax. But that's what I'm saying. If this all works out for them, maybe not even they win a game, but they can see the potential. Do they trade Boogie at that point? But at the same time, I still don't believe that the Cavs should trade that pick because they don't of, even know LeBron. If LeBron understand. Yeah, that's LeBron the big, I mean, stay. people are to get Boogie Cousins and LeBron. He's on the one. He's one year too. So if LeBron leaves, Boogie's not staying in Cleveland. If they, I, I think if they get Boogie Cousins, there's no way they can lose a championship. I, that that worries team is too tough. Derrick Rose, Isaiah Thomas, Dwayne Wade, J.R. Smith, that would just LeBron be too James. Deep a team. I, I, I think no such thing. When you this is going back to the man. fact that it's this ruining basketball. It's not. Yeah, I don't think it is. I like it. It's so many teams as one player. Like if if the Thunder could get Boogie, that would be even better. If the Rockets could get Boogie, they're they're now a favorite somehow. Like every team is kind of just like a player away. I feel I feel like you got to be careful with Boogie though. So if they if the Cavs do this trade, hypothetical trade, oh okay. Do I mean, 
It's it's like an ego for like I mean I never because somebody let me take that reason back. Let me take okay. that back. It's just I wonder it, will it work out if he's put in like a whole bunch of stars. I mean Anthony Davis is all right, but Boogie is a guy that demands the ball. But a lot of people demand the ball though. Mm-hmm. But like how effective is Boogie just standing on the corner though? Or space in the floor. We haven't seen it. That's, that's my, what I'm saying. But like, and that's my point of people. I thought you were going to go into his attitude. A lot of people comment on his attitude. and um, Like, we haven't seen him in a winning culture. I would be pretty frustrated, too, if I'm this good of a player and I've never tasted the playoffs. Like, Anthony Davis has at least a year. He had a taste of the playoffs. Boogie has not had any way, shape, or form. He what, How many years he been in the league? Eight, Eight years. And has nowhere near been close to the playoffs. I just feel like if he and the organization that he was with for like the seven eight years is the like damn near the worst in the entire league. He would have to take a step back if to be on the cast to make it work. I mean, anytime you join up with stars, you, somebody everybody's got to take hey, a step back. Like, I, know, step I know the frustration with LeBron if Boogie got a rebound and tried to bring it up to court. Like that was to cause a lot of tension. There's two things to that though. First of all, LeBron is LeBron. He gonna he gonna make sure he he tells Boogie what he needs what needs to be done. Mm-hmm. But LeBron is also a very smart basketball player, one of the mm-hmm. smartest in the game. And he's going to let him get he comfortable. Gonna, he going to let him do him because exactly. LeBron knows who Boogie Cousins is. And that's the best thing about LeBron is LeBron is like a, what did you call it, chameleon? Or he can fit in with any type of thing. Yeah. So yep. he, he can do, he can let you be as comfortable as you can be, and he can still find a way for him to be effective, mm-hmm. which is, you know what I mean, something everybody can't do. That's what he did with Kevin. <clears throat> that's what he did with Kevin Love. Can we move on to LeBron 2.0? Ben Simmons? No. Somebody out in Milwaukee. Greek freak. Uh, Somebody out of Milwaukee is out there. Just make it look effortless, man. For real. <laughs> I got no KB high on him. You know, I, I, that I, was my MVP. I wanted him to win MVP. I you had like, him pick for your MVP? Okay. Yeah. I would like to see him win MVP, too. I mean, it would be a good story. His dad, dad, things like that. But I don't. I, uh, if, unless he's putting up 30 a night and they win 50 games, he's not going to win it. Yeah, I don't think but he's going to win it. if he did win it in his career, he'd be the first player ever to win most improved and then later win MVP. And imagine if he did it in back-to-back years. Last year, he's Well, we know he's going to win one eventually. He, he, will, he will win one. He's only 23. That's what's scary. Yeah. And he's already a top five player. And he league. doesn't shoot at all. If yeah. he can shoot, he look, KD said he has a ceiling to be the best player ever. Facts? I agree. You think so? He can. T- he, he would be able to take that Jordan Statist- Wayne. St- statistically, yes. Um, Winning-wise, I mean, we just have to see. But statistically... I feel like yeah. this year he's probably gonna have the best plus minus in the East. I don't even pay attention at that stuff. I don't. I, I think that matters a lot. Yeah, because that means your team is just that much better. With you, on you the like board. you actually make your team. Story, like when we talk about the best player, I don't. We don't be like Magic. What Magic Johnson plus minus? I know they didn't even have. I, did they even have that back then? You're right, but still, like I don't see us ten years from now being like, listen, but Greek Freak plus minus was thirty, so he is better. Like I don't like. He saw we talking about a, the conversation of all time great. That's yeah. why I said. But if yeah, if you looking at the stats for like this year or award, yeah. then yeah, I mean yeah, you can pay attention to it. But as far as the all time great conversation, I mean I, I don't really even pay attention to that. But I think he will definitely win. A, I can guarantee he'll win MVP sometime. as long as he stays healthy. That's yeah. that's the thing about everybody. But he he's been a very doable player in his career. Um, if he has that jump about twenty five. He. It's over. He, he's gonna be that best. Man, the way he looking, player. he ain't never gonna need it. It was just if if he gets it, he'll be that much better. Or they could just surround him with shooters. That's what I would do, and it seems like that's what they're kind of trying to do. But I'm just he, not sold on Middleton because he he's easily he's he's a great passer, great ball handler. Malcolm Brogdon, he knocks him down. But, they got uh, so much money tied into some players that like who? Matthew Delavadova. Yeah, we talked about that in the comments. Did they get Jabari an extension? No, no, he do for this year. No, yeah, this this offseason, you know, they they got to figure it out because he's coming off two ACL injuries. Do you want to throw him a Wiggins type max? And no. I don't even know if Wiggins is worth that much, you know. And and coming a dude coming off two ACLs, I would have let this year play out if I was Minnesota. But when yeah. does he come back? Is it he'll mm, All Star break? I think probably around there. Um, and then then that's when they can gauge like um, is he back? Is he back? Y'all see that documentary? That ten minute thing? I think you may have tweeted. Yeah, it, right? I posted it. Yeah. It, it's. That was great. I liked it, yeah. I liked Man, it a lot. That, that was, I didn't, I never, like, okay, so I become fans of NBA players mostly based on what I see on the court, but when you get that aspect of what they're like in their regular life, that just boosted me up to, like, a Jabari Parker, like, fan fan, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I, I already wanted to see him succeed. One, he's from here, you know, I, I like to see Chicagoans be successful. Two, he's, I don't want to see anybody, like, not succeed, and 
now I see this documentary, see how much he really loves this game and how he loves yeah. the community. And he said Malcolm X was his his. He got a, he uh, got idol. some um some stuff like that from when he was in high school. Did oh you, yeah, did you play against him? Yeah. And they, he came to South, right? Yeah, yeah. They came to South for a game. Wow, how did that it go? was it was I like that was that. The, that was a first he, round you playoff game. <laughs> <laughs> they had to go against Jamari Parker. Did you just see his face when you asked him? That? Like, how do you think that went? <laughs> he, he literally tried to windmill on Brock's head. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I, I, I figured that y'all lost, but I just like did he have an? Amazing you know what they game? was telling us in the practice? He's what? a prima donna. You know, he was just trying to say stuff like, "Don't, don't worry about it." You know, he's he's overhyped, and we like. I thought that was just so funny that that was your first round matchup. <laughs> second round. Second round. Who, who else was, was there? Second round? Was there any other player on that team? Because Semyon and yeah, that time, um, they were great. Dude name. Forgot his first name. Something Pollard. He went to um, Dayton, I think. Okay. And a couple other guys. So, is that good coaching? What? Saying that this player is a prima donna, he's nothing to worry about. Or should you be like, this guy's the real deal? You no, I think, that, I think they were just saying that so it wouldn't be a starstruck situation okay. where it's okay. like, oh my gosh, I'm playing as your Parker. It was just funny to hear them say that because we all knew what the truth was. But right. they were just trying to calm us down. Okay. You know what that reminded me of? Like, it's kind of like on a tangent, but you remember like during our freshman and sophomore year, like before the game, coach was like, yeah, they're going to come at y'all or whatever. Do you remember, like, did they just always say that? Because it didn't always seem like that. And you also brought up the fact, like, do other teams say that against or say that about us? Or is that just, like, a coach's kind of theory type of thing? I, th- I think that's – I think it just depends on the coach's, outlet, like, outlook on the team. Yeah. Because, like, we had a reputation of playing down to our competition. Mm-hmm. So when we a played lot of against, people, that's natural. He yeah, went. we played against bad teams, we look bad, you know. And we played against good teams, we stayed in the game, but we'll probably end up losing, you know. No, we mm-hmm. beat, we beat the, we beat some good teams. Yeah. Sophomore year, we did beat some good. I say we. I was on the team, so I get to say we. But I went on the court. Uh, we did beat some good teams that year. We yeah. beat the rival twice, right? We beat them at DGS, home. DGS and, at and home. We beat them. We beat I mean, more away. We beat Verizon once, right? Like, dang. We yeah. we we, we at home. Season. We were a very good team. Yeah. We didn't lose that much at home. Yeah. It was on the road that we lost. I wish we can relive those years, man. We're adults now. You think about <laughs> yeah, it? Nah. I, I almost tweeted that like they told me not to grow up fast, and guess what I did? You grew up <laughs> way too fast. I'll be looking back on that, man. Like, I would like. I just wish I can go back. So we have a couple big faces in new cities. We're gonna start talking about the OKC Thunder and their new big three. They played against the New York Knicks, and uh, well, they looked good, and the Knicks did not. Przinga, I did though. Przinga's definitely look good. That's so. all I want. I want us to suck, but I just want him to show us that we can run our offense through him and always have a chance to win. You worried about Tim Hardaway Jr.? It's been one game. He scored like three points, or you just said he's got he was guarded by Paul George all game. So. He's gonna be all right. You I'm so? not expecting him to, to be like a 20 point score. If what he, about your other 20 point score, Michael Beasley? Nah, I'm concerned about that because he hit a jump shot and got hurt. Like, Dog, he's 30 asking, seconds into the game, he was hurt. asking for the ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah he, I remember, even <laughs> you, Did you see that part? Yeah, he was open. And you know what's crazy? Guess what? He would have probably made that shot because he's just that type of person and player. He definitely took it for sure. I don't know if he was going to make that one, but yeah, it might have fell on the way we, down. We need him. Like, if we want to win a few games, we need him, in my opinion. Your rookie, Frank Nilakina, played seven minutes, and like five of those was in garbage Two time. Two air balls on the side of the rim. He took the, he came and took his first shot, jitters, air ball. He came back and took the same exact shot, air ball. I'm just – I don't – Phil Jackson just better hope he don't have to see me in person no time soon. Because, <laughs> like, the fact that we could have had Dennis Smith Jr. is just – Trust me, I know. Uh, it's just – the thing is, like – Oh, that pick and he roll looked, with him and Oh my god, he looked bad. He looked, he looked like you know who he looked. We like? We still talk about Frank, not Dennis Smith, by the way. Yeah, you know who he looked like? Ooh. Dante Exum, like rookie Dante Exum, like A rookie Dante Exum. Dante, that's when he was injured, actually. But yeah, I, I see what you mean. Yeah. I see what you mean. Just look like he don't I'm know what he's doing exactly. Did, did y'all see that video did. I sent y'all when he after the game he looked starstruck? Yeah, didn't he look starstruck yeah, when yeah. Paul George came up to him like, hey, what up? That's kind of what you get from like. European play or like those not when I say European players I'm not talking about like Nico who played a lot professionally before exactly, he came over exactly. but we talking about the younger guys when they come over like those guards Dante Exum Frank Nilakina they just look like they don't belong yeah some dude was talking to me on Twitter he was like yeah I, I, I got the rundown on, on Frank because I've been watching him for years I've been watching for the last couple of years I've been watching all his film I'm like bro he, he don't really have film because yeah. he was playing like eight nine minutes so right. what, like, what are you talking about 
Um, on the other side, we got the OKC Thunder, who looked really good together. Yep. They took a ton of shots as those three, but that's expected. If that if if that was on purpose, if that was like a coaching thing, that is genius, and I will continue to do it all year. Mm-hmm. Well, if you think about it, nobody else in the team can sh- exactly. Shoot. So, so hey, all y'all just go. shoot. Steven Adams, you crash that boards and be aggressive. Mm-hmm. Roberson, you you be a, a, a defense. Yeah, ahead of defense. Touch the ball. Yeah, stay away from the ball <laughs> as much as you can, especially in crunch time situations where you got to be on the free throw line. And Raymond Felton, we're going to put a treadmill at the end of the bench, <laughs> so when you're not in, you can still exercise <laughs> and lose that stomach. The um, this was last year. I think I heard this on the radio this morning. Russell Westbrook, I think there were two games last year where Russell Westbrook did not take the most shots for his team. And he's already got one this year. He took the least amount of shots out of the big three. Paul George was to 29. Something like that. They, they took a lot of shots. But even after that, Russell Westbrook had the best game without taking the most shots. You and know? that's what's going to make him happy. Yeah. That's, that's literally what he has to do for them. I never understood the, the people that said he need, like he wants to shoot all the shots. That's just what he had to do because that team was trash exactly. last year. He has 16 assists. Yeah. I think he he strictly understands what he has to do right now. And that's all I wanted to see is that he was about winning. I mean, he still could be stat chasing because, you know what I'm saying, the triple doubles or whatnot. But I just want to see him show us that he wants to win. It's going to be so much easier for him to get those double-digit assists. And he games. said that. Mm-hmm. So much easier. Mm-hmm. That pick and pop game with him and Melo, that's going to be something decent. Like, he was in the game late. When the rest of the starters weren't, we gonna peep that out. Trying to get that tenth rebound, but why not? Why not? If you want to get, the, let him get the triple double. Get let him get the ten rebounds the, that you can pull. The fans want to see it too. Yeah, I, I want. Yeah, I would love to see him average another triple double. Does he win MVP or is it Giannis? Like the MVP race is gonna be strong this year, you know. Especially this team is gonna be better than his last year team. I'm glad you just said that. I am so happy that we started this podcast. <laughs> Like I'm, I'm like I'm so happy we did this because it gives us a chance to document all of the things we say mm-hmm. and predict. And me weeks ago having John Wall and Blake Griffin as my MVP picks looked good. I mean, I'm so happy we we did that when we did it early before the season started. Nobody, and I mean nobody, was thinking about Blake Griffin as an MVP candidate. Me and Mike had a discussion in the group chat, and I think Mike took what I said the wrong way. Mm-hmm. It's not that I'm saying people would sleep on Blake Griffin or didn't think he was a good player or underrated. It's just that when it came to MVP-type seasons and caliber players and stars, nobody was talking about Blake Griffin. He he got talked about for a quick second this offseason when he signed that deal, and then he got talked about again when Chris Paul left. People were like, oh, that means Blake Griffin going to have to do more. But as far as anything else – uh, MVP candidate having a big year. I didn't hear Blake Griffin on nobody's talk shows being talked about at all. And now, if after that first game, they had the after show, and the first thing Keaton just Smith says, "Yeah, because I, I I had him as one of my top three MVP candidates." I'm like, bro, are you serious? Here we go. Here comes. That's what made me text the group chat. Here comes the Blake train because he knows. Damn well he didn't have no Blake Griffin right. on his kick. Like, cut it out. But, yeah. Um, what y'all think about that, his performance, the Clippers in general? They look good. I think we all knew that this was going to happen. Like, this is not a surprise for us. We all said they were going to be okay without Chris Paul. So, Did they, Do you think they look better without Chris Paul? I don't know if they look this, better. This is the thing. So, Chris Paul is a Because y'all see where I'm going, Chris Paul is right? a lead. Yeah. yeah, I definitely see. I think they look better. Just okay. because everybody's involved now. Chris Paul made you involved, but everybody get they self-involved now. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, hey, I'll, I'll leave it at this. They look good. And I don't think – they still a playoff contender to me. Oh, yeah. I yeah, don't know how, how deep they can be, but – they they definitely got the two. Lou Williams, I don't know how he does it. He takes the weirdest <laughs> shots, the most difficult shots, but it's just cash. Bro, when I watch him out there on the court, he don't even look like a 30-point score in the NBA sometimes. He no. just look like he's just out there. <laughs> you, remember he, you remember he led the, uh, what he, had, he led his team in the points off the bench with Philly? Mm-hmm. With Philly, he did the yeah. same thing in LA before he got traded last year. Yeah. Is he a bucket getter? That's literally all he does, though. Yeah. I really felt like the Rockets should have kept him. I think they had to make that deal, though. Like, because he was a part of the... I felt like they was okay with it because they still got Eric Gore. Right, yeah. They had to make that deal because they wanted Chris Paul. I know you said you don't have nothing to speak about the Clippers, but from what you saw, did they look better without Chris Paul, in your opinion? 
I, I did not see any Clippers games. Oh, uh, so I, you didn't watch Lonzo debut? No, I was at work. Oh, okay. you know he worked ninety hours work. a week. What, how did you? I, I I thought they looked good. I I love Patrick Beverly, so I'm 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 gonna be watching them a lot this season. But I don't know if they look better. They look just as good though. I feel like they can be just as successful without Chris Paul. So out now there. I'm going to flip it. How did y'all think Chris Paul looked on his new team? Now I saw that game. Okay, Chris Paul. He looked bad, I guess, with the Rockets. Did I, he look bad? It just seemed like he didn't fit in. Like it seemed like hard. It, it, they often show so much better with Harden with the ball than with Chris Paul with the ball. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Harden has the ability to really break down the defense. Okay. Chris Paul didn't didn't really have it. It seemed like he couldn't get past his man as effective as Harden. He couldn't <laughs> like the defense didn't respect him as much as they did Harden. Yeah, like, I felt like the Warriors like okay, you do that. We exactly. we gonna let you do that. Yeah, and but when Harden had the ball, they were like, all right, we gotta help, we gotta help, we gotta sneak it. Like that was not there when Chris Paul had the ball. Then when Harden had the all ball. right, so this is this is my not theory, but this is how I look on it. Uh huh. Like, I don't know. I might have mentioned this earlier, but there's different type of playmakers. Mm-hmm. James Harden is a scoring playmaker. Mm-hmm. He's going to get his buckets, but if you double-team health off, he's going to find over man. Chris Paul, he's the playmaker, the, the good, the good decision-maker, where he'll, he'll see three or four people come off screens, and he'll know who to pass it to. The Rockets not really trying to do that. They want Chris Paul. The best thing Chris Paul can do is just keep running screen and rolls, and that's where he's going to get... Uh, his best decision making tools because he, he's not going to be the one that's going to go one on one unless it's five seconds on the shot clock. I mean, he didn't look bad. His stats looked okay. If you look at it from a, you look at the box score, what do you? I mean, his points went obviously. Still the, had double digit rebounds. He still had, I mean, he had assists, nine, yeah, assists. he had like eleven assists and like eight eight rebounds. Uh-huh. Yeah, but his plus minus was bad. It, I, yeah, I tweeted after the game. Negative thirteen. So what? Yeah, what? what I was, tweeted at the game. They just look better without him. But here's my thing. I'm giving him a pass okay. because of this injury and because it's his the first, first game. game. He played one game. That's right. the sample size of it. So I can't say it don't fit. It didn't look good. I'll just say it doesn't look good because he didn't really know what to do off the ball. There were certain plays where he was standing right next to um to Trevor Reza. Like, the spacing just wasn't there. And he's a good off-ball shooter. Like, he can play well off-ball. Just saying, like, he didn't know what to do. And now he's out for maybe, like, a month now. So that played a part in maybe the way he played. So for the people that keep up with our podcast – that might not know. Um, yesterday, I released a video about Chris Paul, um, and a, a lot of my feedback was from Chris Paul fans. So that's why I asked y'all the, the question of how he looked. Me personally, it's very early. It's very early. It's one game, but from what I did see, the Rock, the Rockets started out the game losing twenty-two to nine. Mm-hmm. They sub- the Warriors always come out hot. They subbed him out. And the Rockets went on a 15-2 run instantly. Like, he just hard. doesn't help the offense flow at all, in my opinion. Like, when I watch him, it, it, the offense becomes very stagnant, and a lot of guys end up watching. And, like, that just hurts every team that he's on, it seems like, to me. So, at some point in that game, the Rockets did not get a shot clock violation. And then at some point in that second quarter, they gave Chris Paul the ball to go one on one, and he dribbled out the whole clock. <laughs> and they did; they had a shot clock violation. See, that was one of the things I put in my video: is that Chris Paul, he will pound the, the clock out. He will he will dribble for eighteen to twenty seconds if yeah. you let him. Yeah, that's why I said the best option they give you, they can give him is just let him run pick and roll with a Clint Capella or Ryan Anderson because he's not he's not going to be that one on one person that you just have shooters around and he's going to break down the pass. He needs to see people come off screens. And that's why they had, remember, <clears throat> when the Clippers had J.J. Redick and Jared Dudley? Yeah. That's how all his assists came off but, of. But you got to understand, you can do that, but then you have, what is James Harden doing? He's spotting up. So you got to have some offensive flow for if you have a scorer like him. And then you also have shooters like Eric Gordon and Ryan Anderson. So it has to be a flow. Like, you can't just have James. You could have J.J. Redick watching in, in, in Los Angeles. So it was okay to do a 1,000 pick and rolls with DeAndre Jordan and Blake. But now that you have a legit premier score on your team, you can't just do pick and rolls all day while he just watches. And that's why I think a thing, or something that James Harden's going to have to work on because I feel like mm-hmm. he, he's a good mid-range scorer. And, like, if you let him get to the spots, he's going to kill you. So that's what I think. Is Chris Paul's coming on the floor? They should have those forwards that could shoot Ryan Anderson, 
and Trevor Reza come up off them some type of down screen, especially if James Harden is sitting to him. Because if they catch the ball, they shoot it. Because Chris Paul can make that pass as crispy as anybody in the league. But if they don't have it, they throw it down to James Harden in the post. And James Harden is a strong guard. He can face you up. And if he's already close to the basket, it's game over. Because they can't help. But then that would have to do something with spacing because Clint Capella is a non-threat of shooting. They can run a pick and roll at the elbow. That's fine. I'm just saying. But how many people going to fall for that if you got James Harden in the post? Because Clint Capella... The shooting wise, are, yeah. are no, it's no threat. You understand what I'm saying? Teams, the smart teams are not gonna. They're gonna be like, okay, they're gonna overhelp on yeah, that. That's what yeah. I'm saying. They what they should do. I mean, to get them both involved, because you can't have Chris Paul sitting out the ball for the whole game. They they gonna have to find some way to balance that. Maybe give Chris Paul the the ball within a couple seconds. But a thing against that is though, Rockets. I remember them saying a stat that Rockets scored the most points in like the first five seconds of the offense. Yeah. Chris Paul not really. He not really doing that because exactly. he, he want to get the best shot available. That's uh-huh. his mindset. He wants that assist. Trust yeah. me. So my next question would be: Would what do y'all? What do, what would y'all rank Chris Paul all time? All time is is he an all time great point guard? Top ten. He's top yeah, ten. He's top, top ten, 10 somewhere. Okay. Uh, top ten. I mean, I I don't know, like, because a lot of the great point guards they're in the history books. Yeah, so you know what I'm saying. So when I made my video, and I'm speaking on this because I, a lot of people asked me to, a lot of people took what I said the wrong way. When I called Chris Paul overrated in my video, I was speaking on the terms of him being a legendary point guard. I feel like when you compare him to the Isaiah Thomas, the Isaiah Thomas, Magic Johnson, Jason Kidd's, Oscar Robinson's, he don't compare. But when you compare him to like the Gary Paytons and the people of his generation, you know what I mean? He stands out amongst them. So I'm not trying to call Chris Paul overrated, even though people took that. Through. I don't know how they took that that way. Because uh, I gave him his credit in the beginning of the video But that's all I'm saying I don't think Chris Paul is up there And I think the reason is because he's not, he hasn't won And he's the reason he hasn't won Who's better, Blake Griffin or Draymond Green? I would Draymond Green, Draymond Green is not a first option right. But he, he's, he can make any team better With not only his defense But I guess his offense apparently Because like I just said He's the best decision maker for it in the league. But Blake Griffin, that's a whole other ball club. Cause if we break this down, scoring, who's better? Blake. Blake, Blake Griffin. Defensively, who's better? Draymond. Draymond. Playmaking wise. Draymond. Rebound. Give it to Draymond off that. Off what? Playmaking. I would. This goes back to what I said, though. It's two types of. Blake Griffin is a scoring type playmaker. Mm-hmm. What a Draymond. It's okay, but there's both playmakers, though. So mm-hmm. we can compare them. Yeah. We're about to see a lot of playmaking from Blake this year because we haven't seen it. With him being with Chris Paul, obviously he don't have a chance to have the ball in his hands. Mm-hmm. So yeah, rightfully so. You picking Draymond is correct. What's the next uh, rebound? I, I would still I take really Draymond. Don't, I don't know. I, I don't. Then really. we could just say they even, and neither one of them is out rebounding each other. Athleticism, Blake. Yeah. What else? What else? Size. 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 Blake size Griffin. Blake. No, because I, my, my bad. Size. Blake Griffin. Yeah, but Draymond Green. Size. You can tell him. he. You can tell okay. he was six true, seven true. though. Yeah, that's why yeah. I say I wouldn't count okay. that. Uh, any other factors that that I haven't? T- his his ability. Well, I mean, Blake Griffin. I'm not really sure, but defensively, not only does he clamp up his man, but he makes his team overall better defensively. Draymond. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know talks, what? He's, he talks a lot on defense. It's, Not defensively, too. You, you know what? They, they good in their own right because you can't ask Draymond to come and lead the Clippers. Right. I don't think he would be good at that. That's what I was going to say. Like, so, if you were starting the team, I think you maybe take Blake, Blake Griffin because yeah. he's more of a, a number one option. But I think Draymond may be the over. See, that's like that's tough. what I say. Like he's not a number one, but he just does that second or third. See, option. I think Blake, so he's I think Blake Griffin is the better overall player. Yeah, but I think Draymond Green is the absolute perfect fit for the Warriors. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If you switch those roles, both players are gonna like not be as successful as the other one in that role. Now the next thing I'm about to say is like, I don't know how to say this because it's hard to say it without like saying it. But I'm going to just say it. Brandon Ingram, I know that was confusing. Brandon Ingram, for, for a person like me who's really rooting for him and wants to see him, like, become that guy, I'm losing my faith. Okay. Uh, I know he had 25 last night, but, like, I'm losing my faith. Like, slowly but surely, I'm losing all of the faith I have in him to become who I think he can be. He just doesn't look comfortable to me. He looks very awkward. I just... I don't know. To me, I think like 
the way he's playing now, they say he's a mid-range scorer. He's not the greatest three-point. He can shoot him, but he mostly he's a mid-range. You know, that's his pro. Mm-hmm. So the way I see it, for him to get more comfortable, he's got to learn. Not necessarily he has to create his own shot, but I see him being more like a Rip Hamilton type player. Come off the screen. Just come off screens and curl him. Because once he's in that area, he, he's all right. But I just don't, he don't think he has the tools to be that off the dribble I think that's a good idea, too, for them with uh, Lopez. Because if he sets a down screen yep. for him and flare out, that's some danger. That's a dangerous action and right that, there. And that's what I was talking to you in the car about. Brooke Lopez is a perfect player for Lonzo Ball to play in that mm-hmm. pick Because if, if he, I'm just saying, if he was doing what that with Timothy Mozgov, See, that's I, a no-go. Now, that's the type of center the Rockets could use, too. Definitely. Because now when you have a stretch five, or not even a stretch five, but a five that can knock down a three, and you want to post up Harden so he's not just standing and watching Chris Paul with the ball, the, the, the defense can't really help that much because you have a center that can now hit that shot. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I, I like that for the Lakers. They can do they, That would be some good action. Um what I used you think, think about, about it? it as far as like being a. You didn't say he was going to be a bust. I don't think I heard the word bust. No, 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 no. Was faith. To be a bust, that takes like years. He's not living up to his potential of what they they hyped him up to be. They right. said the next Kevin Durant. Yeah, right. obviously not even close to. He being can still be that. a solid player. I'm, when I say losing faith, his the potential is for him to be a superstar right. in the league. I'm losing faith in that. Uh, to be a bust, like I, I kind of so actually hate that word, right? Because it gets thrown around so much, like. Is Greg Owen really a bust, or did he have an injury history? Yep. <laughs> uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, So it's just like Alonzo Ball is a bust after one game. He didn't even really play that bad. He just didn't shoot the ball good, but he still had nine rebounds, four assists. We know he can pass, so for him to show he can get nine rebounds. Can we say that Nico is hey. a bust? Is he? But we, when I think of Bust, I, he was drafted when, in the 20s, 22, maybe, something like that? But he's, and he's still a solid role player. Yeah, to at me. 22, you, I, don't, I don't think we're looking for but they, him. But they looked at him as being a star. I don't think I don't think the Bulls ever was looking at Nico. They was comparing him to Dirk. Star. That's just a comparison. Victor Aladipo was compared to Michael Jordan because it can exactly. be gameplay, athleticism. All right, so this is going, I love the Lakers. Everybody should know this by now. One thing I noticed watching this game, Julius Randle was not there last game. Okay. Yeah, that was my next he question. Played 12 Julius, Julius Randle was he not there. He said he's frustrated. He's Y'all frustrated. That, yeah, he said he's so frustrated. He if he, yeah. From this point, I mean, you can what? keep him or you can get rid of him. I don't know if that came straight from his mouth. Okay. No. But yeah. the update I got on my phone was like, Julius Randle frustrated with yeah, his role. He, yeah. That was literally my next question because I'm working on a video right now five players that should be traded this year. He is one of them. Oh, for mm-hmm. sure. He has to go. Because it's not even that he was a second because – Kyle Kuzma was out there late in the game. Mm-hmm. And then right after that is Larry Nance. So Julius Randle, you looking like is he not going to The fact get... that Larry Nance beat him for that starting spot says a lot because he had a terrible preseason. So, like, what really factored it? They high on Larry but, Nance. But did y'all see – this is why. This is another thing why I say when I watch the games, I pay attention to everything. Mm-hmm. Did you, you watched the game yesterday, right? Mm-hmm. Did you see when he got taken out of the game? No, I didn't see Luke it. Walden, they put the camera on Luke Walden as he was subbing out. He was like, you didn't even know what play we were running. Mm-hmm. And Julius Randle kept walking as he was talking. And Luke Walden followed him all the way down to the set and was talking to him. And by really, I read his mouth. He said, you don't even know what play we're running? So, I mean. Don't be surprised when he gets traded. Him and Luke Walden. Yeah, you, pack, that's a I great pack. somebody take Luke Walden. That's, that's the thing. Cause I hope somebody Julius take Julius Randle is still young enough where he could be good. You just maybe not just fit with the right Lakers. You know what I would like? And then I feel like, listen, I feel like he will be a bull. The Bulls take on that Luol Deng contract and getting in with Julius Randle to go along with that him. That was one of my teams, yeah. But I, I just don't know what the Lakers could get I from know, the I know a Bulls fan that would love Luol Deng on their team. Hey. <laughs> hey. I had three options for Julius Randle. The Chicago Bulls, I can, he just looks like a Bulls player to me, and I feel like the Bulls would be excited to have him and Zach Levine in a potential lottery pick. Mm-hmm. They would feel confident in that with Laurie Marketing. Um, so, ooh, you cannot put Laurie Marketing at the five. I didn't even realize that. Um, well, I feel like you're going to say the Magic. No, I know I, I said that before, well, but they, they have Aaron Gordon. they so cluttered, so Aaron I take Gordon. that up. Aaron Gordon. That's they couldn't put Aaron Laurie Marketing at the Not five. Not Aaron Gordon, but Air Gordon. No, he, <laughs> um, the Bulls. Okay, the um, Minnesota Timberwolves. Well, as a as a Lakers fan, would you trade him and Luol for Shabazz Muhammad? I'd take anything for them right They're now. They're not going to do that though. 
Yeah. Ten Bulls don't do that. Okay. Because that contract is so big with Luol, and I, I feel like they still are building. They, yeah. Like, their team is not... They, they still need more bench players. And Luol, how, how much is he making? Was it like 50 mil? It's it's more than that. He got like a $75 million contract. And then my last option is um, the Indiana Pacers. They have a youth movement going with Aladipo and Turner. Um, trade him for Thaddeus Young. Would you like Thaddeus Young on the Lakers? Mm, yeah, only because he could stretch the floor. Exactly. But we're back in the same predicament. We have three power forwards already. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be honest, right now I'll take anything for those guys. Yeah. I, 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 I like Shabazz Muhammad give y'all another win because you're yeah. right. I'm tired of all of But we got, we got KCP coming back hopefully True. soon. True. Now, t- next game. He was suspended for two games. Yeah. He'll be back next game. Yeah. And was he suspended? That he had a DUI this summer, oh. so the Lakers just suspended him. Seven, $72 million contract for four years is what they gave Lou Wall. And he's only been on there for one. He's only been there for one, and they they don't want him. But he did start because uh, KCP's out, but he looked bad. The <laughs> only thing he can be doing this season is just sitting on the sitting on, sitting on on that it's bench, hard. looking at his phone with that bank account, and he's going to be cool. Man. True, 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 true. Um you want to wrap it up? The only reason I thought, wait, before you go into that, the only reason I thought they brought him on there was to just help Brandon Ingram. Defensively, but at that's, least. That's a crazy overpaid yeah, that much. Yeah. yeah. You think he's going to yell for four years? That's, that's the only reason I can think because there was no reason to pick him up. That would be the reason for, I think, that like the Denver Nuggets were trying to get um, Richard Jefferson yeah. to mentor those younger guys, you know? And that was going to be like a one year minimum deal, probably. They got him, right? I don't know. I I, I haven't really updated that. The, the yeah, they got him. The Bucks, the Bucks, the Bucks wanted him, but he just. Uh, thank y'all so much for listening to episode eight of. Subscribe to my YouTube channel, Big Stacks Przingis. And then Mike has this thing going on. Obviously, MJ is back. And then Derek is just he's he's a podcaster right now. He ain't got a YouTube he got channel. Hat. <laughs> <laughs> um, for for y'all that's wondering, we will be back later this week. We're not talking about Sunday, but two times a week starts this week. So. Be prepared for more Through the Wire, double Through the Wire uh, this week and for the rest of the season. Thank y'all. See y'all Wednesday. Shout out Lonzo. Lonzo.